0: You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik.
1: Hey there, I'm Aaron and welcome to a special best of episode of The Hero of the Story. As we gear up for season two, we're representing some of our favorite conversations from the first season. Today we're sharing a conversation with Sam O'Neill on the need for men to serve in kids' ministry. Listen in as we discuss why it isn't and shouldn't be weird for men to serve in kids' ministry, why it actually matters that they do, and why it's not as hard as maybe we might think. You and I are both in kids' ministry. Yes, sir. And you're, you know, you're in your 20s. Yeah, uh, As a, for a little while longer. For a little while longer, that's <laughs> right. But you've been serving in kids' ministry throughout your 20s. Yeah. Um, I started in kids ministry in my 20s as well, mm-hmm. um, and we're kind of unusual in that respect because there tends to not be a lot of guys who are serving in kids ministry.
0: Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah,
1: which which is a bit of a bummer because um, it's a great it's a great place for for, for us to be serving. Yeah, it's a great place for everybody in the church to
0: be serving. I completely agree. Yeah,
1: and so what? Uh, so what I wanted to talk to you about today is is actually. Just why is it that it, why is kids ministry important an important place for young men to serve in particular?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question, and so I really have three points that I think kind of outline. And to be clear, I think in some ways I'm kind of talking about like young men who may be married, probably don't have kids yet. Maybe they do, but yeah. probably not, because um, that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now. My wife and I don't have kids yet, yeah. and. The first thing I would say is that it's not weird. Right. Like I think a lot of a lot of guys have this idea that if you don't have kids, it's weird for you to spend time with someone else's kids. Yeah, it's totally. like And and culturally, there are some reasons that that is maybe an appropriate thing that has come up, but it's not true, is what right. I want to get at. And. Um, if your kids ministry setting, honestly, if it's worth its salt, they should be vetting people. So they're going to vet you. They're going to, sh- you know, find out that you're you're good to go, that you're not a risk factor or anything like that. And the parents should know that. The parents should know when they're dropping their kids off that it's only with trustworthy people. Yeah. And because of that, like I think that the stigma that it's like, oh, like I can't be friendly towards kids because that's weird or that's awkward. Right. I kind of feel like that's a stigma that needs to go away because yeah. ultimately all of us one day will probably be fathers and i know that for me is something i hope to be happening and i kind of need the practice if that yeah. like i need to know how to interact with kids and i need to know um how to disciple kids and that yeah, kind totally. of stuff totally. um so yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I mean, I mean, just thinking about that—that that weird factor. I mean, one of those things that that I think for some guys kind of makes it feel weird, even though it's not, is that there's this there's this wrong perception that um, men that 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 kids ministry is really for women only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's just not true. It's it really is for everybody in the church. Yeah, um, it's it's disrespectful to both genders to say to say that no, this is you know this is for this group of people.
0: Yeah. Oh well, my. and the other thing is, I mean, unless you go to a church where everyone has only had daughters and that's all that's in the kids ministry, like those young boys are, they're going to respond a little bit better to an, uh, a male leader because to them they're looking up to that they're thinking that's what i want to be one day right you know and and hopefully we don't have little boys looking at women and thinking that's what i want to be one day you know so like we need the men in the ministry reaching the next generation and raising them to be to be godly men exactly i mean aside
1: from aside from i want to i want to follow jesus like that right
0: yeah absolutely Yeah. definitely.
1: Yeah. So so that's that one part. It, Serve for for men we do have to understand serving in kids ministry isn't weird? It doesn't need to be weird. And if we have this 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 impression that it is weird, I think we need to we need to be asking ourselves some questions. some yeah. Questions about why do we think that this is? Weird. Yeah. Is it absolutely? Because is it because we had a bad experience um, in in kids' ministry when we were kids? Is it something um, unspoken in the culture of our of our churches? And we need to address that um, because. Um, we know that kids ministry is one of the places that's hardest to get volunteers, mm-hmm. and if we're cutting our, if we're if we're inadvertently cutting off half of our potential volunteer base right from the get go, um, that makes it that makes it just yeah. one step harder. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Jesus never said let the little children come to Mary Magdalene over there because I'm too busy ministering to adults. Jesus right. said let the children come to me, and so. So i think that that i mean ultimately the manliest man is jesus and that's that he's the perfect man he's who we want to emulate and so we as men need to say let the children come to me whether or not whether or not we're uh, yeah having kids or yeah
1: absolutely so that's point one um yeah. so serving in kids ministry isn't weird Yeah. What's what's your second point?
0: It's also, it's not hard. Okay. I think that there's this kind of perception that serving in kids is one of the harder places to serve. Right. Um, And sometimes kids can be a tough crowd because their humor is like childish. But the fact of the matter is you can make kids laugh so easily if you're just willing to be a little bit goofy and you're willing to say like, it's okay for me to come across as silly. Like you can still be you can carry that weight and that gravity of understanding good doctrine and teaching good doctrine to kids yeah. in a way that is a little bit silly like yeah. it's completely possible and once the kids see you as someone who's fun and a little bit silly and kind of gets what makes them laugh and wants to make them laugh yeah man they're putty in your hands at that point like you can you can be part of what's shaping the next generation because they like you and like once a kid likes you man they're they like you and that's just it's easy to it's easy to again back to point one it's easy to be weirded out and think like well I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable but really it's yourself you're the one who's feeling uncomfortable and if you can just let that go and say I'm gonna be a goofball I'm gonna do the motions even though even though they might be a little bit silly or they feel Um, immature or something like, you know, you don't have to do them when you go to big church, but when you're down there with the kids, participate, you know, sit with them, sit crisscross applesauce just like they do. And they're, they're going to respond to that and they're going to see you as a role model.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and with this, this idea of it, of it not being hard, um, I wonder how much of that has to do with, with sometimes our own pride. To that yeah. we, we we want to deflect from that. I mean, because in some ways, kids ministry is hard. Because um, I, I don't know, but I don't know if you had this experience. But there was a um, you know, as a fairly new Christian, I had you know, I I went through that 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 period of time that that it seems like most young young Christian men go through, which mm. is the question of calling and what am I am I supposed to be a pastor and all this yeah. kind of stuff and. Um, the and I mean, ultimately, the answer, at least for now, is no. But uh, but the opportunity, but one of the greatest testing grounds that we have is in kids ministry. Yeah. Because kids are hard to pull the wool, it's harder to pull the wool over kids' eyes yeah. when you're a teacher you have to actually know what you're talking about yeah. in order to teach them effectively yeah and it, it um,
0: it's kind of i would almost say that it's like a paradox because on the one hand like it is harder to to fool a kid it's harder to pull the wool over their eyes that kind of stuff um, but on the other hand they're also they tend to be i think more forgiving mm-hmm. than we often give them credit for and yeah i've had times where i've had to talk to my group of um second and third graders and tell them this is like i made a mistake i said this about this bible story and i i actually should have said this because in fact you know it, it wasn't Uh, a good example talking about the story of Paul versus Saul and saying like, Oh, well God changed Saul's name to Paul and thinking back to like Abraham and thinking back to Jacob to to, um, Israel. But this is actually not a case of that. This is a case of he had a name as a Roman citizen, Paul, and he had a name as a Jewish person, Saul. So it wasn't like a, Oh God changed his name. Um, (laughs) And so that was something where like, not only did I get to, um, the kids something interesting I got to correct myself and show that sense of humility which is something yeah. that um, it actually means a lot to kids yeah. because I think they're used to adults tending to project this idea of like well because I'm an adult I'm right no matter what if right. I say it it's the right thing and what I say goes and that kind of thing and um, I think it's really really good for kids to see that sense of humility and they're really forgiving they love knowing both that adults can make mistakes, but mm-hmm. they also need to see that adults can own up to their mistakes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I mean, that's one of those things that um, it is—it is so easy for again, so easy for us to forget mm-hmm. that kids need to see us and see that we are people too. Yeah, we are. Um, we are modeling. Um, what it means to live as a Christian. So that, that includes what does what does asking forgiveness look like? What yeah. does repentance look like? Absolutely. What does owning owning both mistakes and owning sin look like? Yeah. And so, I mean, one of the things that I, I always loved to do was I had a um, an illustration time that uh, my that my kids always loved me using, which was. Um, the name of it was um, was something like you know foolish things that Mr. Aaron did. Yeah, and it was and it was all stories from when I was their age about like ridiculously stupid things that um, that I did, like um, when I was eight, deciding to figure out whether or not I could actually fly, and so I jumped off a roof. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm uh, the, guessing the answer was no.
1: Um, well, I, I stayed in the air for a little while, but uh, not that
0: <laughs> All long. the while descending quickly.
1: <laughs> correct. At
0: about the rate of gravitational pull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. Still counts? Uh, no, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't count. Um, um, falling with style. But, yeah. You know, there was no grace. <laughs> it was not a grace. I'm not a graceful man yeah. um, in, uh, in, that, in that respect. But stuff like that, the mm. time that... Um, Uh, that I got my first bank account and I was told explicitly by my mother to not go and get a debit card. And then I did anyway. And I lied about it. And Ah. I said that she had given permission. And the teller was hilarious because this was back when banks had tellers that you had to go to all the time. Um, But she had this just like... Oh boy, you're going to get, in, you're going to get in so much <laughs> trouble look on her face. And it was amazing. Um, and I got in so much trouble, um, you know, and so stories like that. And yeah. that, but I always had to, uh, I always had to make sure that it was on that edge, like it was safe, foolish, Yeah. you know, um, yeah. because there are a lot of things that it's like I could have told them that, I, and I would have gotten fired from my volunteer job. So, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah. But, but that is that that's but that's part of that is yeah. if we're not um, yeah, we have like there's lots of opportunities for us to meaningfully engage and show show a little bit of vulnerability mm-hmm. and and it makes all the difference in the world, which actually leads to your final point,
0: which is it is important um, kids ministry is the most important ministry in any given church because those, those are the future leaders. Those are the the Russell Moores and the John Pipers and the, and the um, Martin Luther's and the the different like great thinkers and the leaders of the church. The leaders of the church in 20 years are not, you know, they're not adults, they're kids. Yeah. Um, and if we're not reaching those kids while they're young, we're we're basically hoping that culture just holds off on shaping them in any way until they're adults, so that we can start to shape them. Right. Which is foolish. Like that's yeah. just foolishness. Like you you have to you have to be willing to to use kind of that continued like clay analogy. Like if you're not getting your hands dirty, you're not shaping the clay. You can't just stick it on the wheel and hope that it shapes itself in you know 15 years when it's grown up. Um, and the other thing is, um, especially for young guys, especially for guys that don't have kids yet, the parents need a little bit of a break, and they need other adults that they can trust. And, and you know, a lot of churches will ask a, a parent to attend one and serve one, and that's great. And I think that parents should do that, and serving alongside their kids and in the ministry with their kids is an awesome thing. But at the same time, there, there needs to be some people who don't have kids yet who are willing to step into that role Mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll end up with families that have two or three kids and if only the parents are serving then the kids are going to very quickly outnumber the parents especially because you're going to have some parents that say I can't serve, I don't have time to serve. Um, And so in a way I think that it's necessary for us to step in and take up some of that slack and be that support obviously the parents are the primary disciple makers of their kids but that doesn't mean that those of us who don't have kids yet who are still young can't be a really big help in that way yeah Um, so yeah absolutely
1: um I mean if I can add almost a uh, either a 3B or 4 but it plays off of what, what you've been saying is it's not just important um, ser- men serving in kids ministry isn't, young men serving in kids ministry isn't just important, it's also a privilege it's a gift Yeah, and it's specifically for those reasons as you said that yes, parents are the primary disciple makers in every family they, it is their their number one responsibility. They will be held accountable by God for how their for for what they teach their children. I know that that's that's true. That's true in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is is that you that by serving you get to come alongside. You get to support. You get to assist in that. Yeah. And that's that's an amazing thing because we're all called to make disciples, and um, and and that is an amazing thing. It's an amazing place for any of us to be able to serve. So, and it's and and it does bear fruit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes absolutely. it's weird fruit, <laughs> but it bears fruit. Yeah. Um, well, and especially in the context of a of a gospel centered ministry. I mean, the gospel will not return void. That I mean, that's it's just fact. It's yeah. biblical and. So if you if you're stepping into that ministry space and you're you're adopting that gospel-centered attitude you're going to see kids respond to it. You're going to have those light bulb moments where a kid suddenly realizes that when Isaiah was talking about the voice crying out in the wilderness and now you're teaching about John the Baptist and they're going to make that connection and you're going to feel like a superstar. You're going to feel like, wow, I deserve a seminary degree. Yeah. And you probably don't. Um, but at the same time, you've just helped a kid to make that connection. You've yeah. helped a kid to see the Bible as that one picture, that one story of our need for a Savior and God. God's gracious love to provide one
1: right so Sam how would you encourage leaders to recruit
0: young men um, that is a very difficult question that yes. I don't know if I have um, really good answers to it but it's okay um, I think one thing is uh, to, to kind of go back to those points to, to let them know like it's not weird we're not going to look at you like wait why do you want to serve in kids you're a young guy with no kids of your own like yeah. um, it's, it's not hard and also let them see and sort of invite them into it as like hey this isn't something that is we don't just need a warm body to fill a room and to watch kids to make sure they don't hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it is a ministry. It's not babysitting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that if you can cast that vision that, Hey, this is important. We need you not just because we need someone, we need you because of who you are, because of the unique place in life that you are. I think that that is something that a lot of guys my age are kind of still looking for and still kind of hoping to find like kind of what you were saying they're looking for some sort of like calling moment where they feel called to go do something so i mean if you're a young guy and you're listening and you believe that god can speak through other believers i'm another believer and i'm calling you right now go serve in your kids ministry jump in feet first all the way i mean you can't dip your toe in and expect to get used to the water you, you got to just jump in yeah and i think that if you do that you'll end up surprised at how much you're learning because to teach you have to understand and also how much you're growing and how much fruit you're seeing in the kids.
1: Thanks for listening to this special best of episode of the hero of the story. We'll be back next week with another best of, as we prepare to launch season two of the show with all new content in August. In the meantime, please leave your rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, please visit gospelproject.com.